Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. All right, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to the show. I got Tom Young with me nice and early tonight. What's up, T? Good afternoon. What's Good going evening. on there? We got a great show tonight, buddy. We got Joe Lynn Turner coming off for an interview later. Yes, definitely. All right, I noticed that I can't get the chat window open. I think it's open now. It's giving me a little trouble, but I think we got that going. We're looking pretty good so far. Everything seems to be working. So how about we get a song on before we lose everything? Okay, sounds good, man. All right, how about we do a little Yingfei feature with Joe Lynn Turner? Faster than the speed of light.
such a great way to kick off the show, a little featuring Joe and Turner on vocals over there. How do you like that, T? Oh, what an amazing vocalist, man. I, I didn't wake you up, did I? No. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know we're tired. We had a late night last night. We're over at, I think, Batch in New Jersey hosting the first annual mega show. Uh, it was a nice turnout last night, a good show. Oh, definitely. Oh, everybody came down, a lot of their friends. A lot of regulars and a couple of scragglers, you know, heard about it uh, through the grapevine, maybe from the show. And, um, yeah, real good crowd, some decent uh, decent turnout, you know, and uh, some uh, fresh talent coming out. Uh, some of the guys have been around, as not maybe not as long as us, as long as me, but they've been around a while and kicking around, and they uh, some good bands, man. I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, definitely. I thought they opened on a good show. I, I kind of liked Warhorse. I was impressed by them. You know, I yeah. only had those couple of songs off the, the tape that we sent me. They were really good. Solid yeah. band. Very, very yeah. good. Tight. Very, very good is right. Every band was tight. They were well rehearsed. Even the guys that came down from Massachusetts, malicious tendencies, they were wiped out, tired, pissed. One of the fellas yeah. didn't show up. But they, uh, yeah, put they on could pop play, yeah. Everybody put on a great show. Very good, man. You walked away with a nice T-shirt, so I'm glad for you. There you go. Yeah, I got me. All right. <laughs> well, we got Joel and Turner. We got an interview with Joel and Turner coming on in about 45 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to keep things, you know, in, in the hard rock mode tonight, you know, and kind of music by Joe plays. Uh, this whole month has been like that. You know, January was a, was a real heavy thrash metal month with Testament and, and Bitch and uh, Lost Legacy and those guys and Death Thrash. Right. This month we're lighting things up, focusing more on the hard rock side of the music. But, well, let me see. How about we uh, keep things going? How about a little Talus? I don't think I've ever played Talus on the show yet. All right, cool. Uh, Billy Sheenan, one of the greatest bass players, I think, ever, at least in rock. And I remember seeing these guys in 83 opening up for Quiet Riot uh, at Lamar's. And uh, it was a good show. The guy just blew me away. You know, he's unbelievable, this guy. Amazing. So how about we do a little high speed on ice? All right. I love it. All right, here we go. Talus. Or maybe not. Here we go.
some talus with high speed on ice. Billy Sheenan, I tell you, he's amazing, that guy. Definitely. I was looking up on Wikipedia. I didn't know he's from Buffalo, New York. Sure is. Well, I, I tell you, the first time I saw him was opening for quite a while, like I said before. And, you know, I was like a 15-year-old kid back then, and he just blew me away. I was like, this guy's amazing, you know? And then a few years later, he wound up, you know, with David Lee Roth on a solo record. And was yeah. it Extreme or Mr. Big? I think it was Mr. Big he played me after that. Mr. Big, right. Mr. Big, yeah. I'm not much with, the, you know, with hand numb, either of you, but, you know. Well, you know what I like? I like Mr. Big because in the musicianship uh, between Billy Sheehan and... Um, Paul uh, Gilbert. Paul Gilbert, you know. Paul Gilbert, yeah. I heard from the Racer X demos. Um, when the Racer X albums came out, I don't know, I, I, it didn't didn't really, uh, you know, I wasn't really into Grab it. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really follow it. It was my own, my own uh, I was so into trash and new wave of British heavy metal that of I didn't really care much about it, you know. But um, now looking back, it's a lot, it's great stuff. But then when they did definitely. the Mr. Big thing, then I was into it, definitely. Yeah, well, get back into Paul Gilbert because we're going to have him on the show pretty soon. Oh, he's an amazing guitar player, man. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, I don't know when. We, like, we'll book solid guests like till uh, May. So, uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm, You know, I stopped looking for artists and, and guests to have on the show because I have so many. And now they're contacting me. I don't have to reach out for them anymore. Wow. I just have too many, and I appreciate it. I just wish I had more time, but I only do the one show a week, you know? Uh-huh. And tonight's guest is Joe and Terry, and I'm looking forward to that. Joe is a, a great guy to talk to, and... uh. I can't wait to get that into going in a little while, but we got a lot of music to go with. Uh, you know, I wanted to mention, too, uh, you remember Sick of It All? Yes, of course. You know, Concord Band played with those guys back in the 80s. They just re-released the first two records on vinyl with Gay Falls. So we were talking the other night about the vinyl, and yep. fans are going back to vinyl again. I mean, it's more for the collection, I think, than, you know, well, listening. But yeah. it's, it is for the collection, and I think the kids, a lot of kids are going to notice that um, now they can read the lyrics. <clears throat> they can read the liner notes because it's so much bigger. It just gives you more. You, it's a sense of value. Uh, a CD, you know, and, you know, you, I could barely read the lyrics on some of these CDs and, and the and the listing, uh, the the song listing uh, on a record. It's a lot bigger. Everything is, you know, much more valuable to me. And um, sound-wise, it's great. I mean, if you have a decent turntable, you can get one any, anywhere from seventy-five dollars up. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and hook it into the auxiliary, you know, with like a twenty-five yep. to a hundred-dollar box that goes in between. Some of them have uh, turntables have the built-in uh, the built-in preamp that you can put into any auxiliary into any speaker sy- uh, stereo system or something, and you can play these records and get great warm sound, not as opposed to that digital uh, digital sound, you know, and. Um, it's a it's something for the bands to make a couple of dollars, you know. Uh, yeah. The CD, you know, people say, well, I'll buy the uh, if I, I gotta listen to digital, I'll buy the MP3 or download the MP3 or copy the MP3. Whereas a record, even though you can't copy it technically, it, it's more of a you know a collector's item, like you said. But it's good for the band. The band makes a couple of dollars, and that's good for the bands. And I and Definitely. I hail it. I hail it. You know, I think it's well, that was like the whole technical review. Like, you know, you should be writing for a tech magazine. All I wanted to do was talk about them coming yeah. out with a vinyl record. But yeah. thanks for that entire review of the entire uh, record collection system and uh, and yeah. turntables. I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, those albums are coming out real soon. And so far, this has been a great year for heavy metal. Uh, John Oliva's festival just came out, a killer record, mm-hmm. Overkill. I think it's probably the best record since the early 80s. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Bound, one of the best ones. Excellent, excellent. Pretty major working on their new record. I sent you a video today. I saw that. It was filmed in Brooklyn. I you know, uh, used to live there in my old neighborhood. It's filmed in Brooklyn. That's and uh, pretty also good. there's, uh, if you go and blab them out, uh, somebody uh, from Europe, I'm not sure exactly where, they played recently. And there's two songs up there, Hello from the Gutter and uh, Bring Bring on the Night, which is from the new album. And it's recorded from like the 10th row. Somebody did it, you know, um, amateur, but it's pretty decent. Gives you an idea. Uh, you hear the songs; they sound like they're right back in the '80s, but not. Uh, it's not dated. It's heavy, and it it kills, man. It really. I'm really happy for this band. Yeah, they're doing good, and they're out in Europe right now. And hopefully, we'll have them on when they get back. I've been working on that. It's not happening, but uh, I'll keep trying. But until then, uh, we're gonna focus on some more music. How about we go back to Wine Tea, the Earthshaker record? Okay, cool. Another band. Sounds good to you. All right, how about a little knock me out? All right.
right, there you go. A little warranty off Dirt Shaker record. Going back old school. Everybody plays everything from Mean Street on, but you know, I like those first few records the best. Definitely, I like them a lot. I got them on vinyl, matter of fact. On I don't, vinyl. Oh, I don't yeah. have them. I don't have them on digital, but uh, that's cool. That's cool. Good stuff, man. I yeah, just, I transferred all but the first two, and they were yesterday. Went under the name Yesterday and Today yesterday before they shortened today, it to the The first two records are under Yesterday and Today. Yeah, I got those on vinyl. I never transferred them. I should do it. I mean, I have the player. just haven't gotten them right. I noticed there's so many albums, cassettes, yeah. and demos. I just don't have the time. You know, it's, it's, I'll get to it one day. Get to it one day. So, how about we do our Sunday night spotlight today? And we head over to Sweden. This is a band called Manstrand. Uh, these guys are amazing. A three piece band. Uh, I came across them a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know, these guys would be a perfect fit on the Joel and Turner show in the feature. You know, I try to keep the music in the same vein. Right. Cool. Uh, they, they got an album called Hell with the King. They, they have that, that rainbow, deep purple vibe, you know, a little priest mixed into them. Big sound of band for three pieces. I really dig these guys. And I posted having them on my health blog spot. I got a whole thing written up about the guys with their links, and I'll post it on MySpace later on. I also got the official now Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show website. All right. Uh, just type in the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show dot com. I'm still trying to get it listed with Google. It's taking a little while. It'll happen in the next few weeks. So you have to type it into the, I guess, the header bar on the internet. Just follow one of the links that I post all over the freaking place. But you'll get to it. Cool. And uh, there's a lot of stuff up there. I'll lead you to where you get the downloads, the links, and everything else if you don't find it on the blog. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, do a little mastering. This is a little called Come On. Yeah. 
That was Manstrand with Come On from the Hell with the King album. Some pretty good stuff. A lot of Rainbow Deep Purple influence in there, right? Yeah, cool, but real nice uh, drive. Good drive. I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's a good album. I'm going to send you a copy of it so you can check them out more. And uh, it might, I might have given it to you last night. Uh, maybe I forgot to bring it out when we got together. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Dropped off a whole bunch of stuff. I just don't remember what the hell I gave you. <laughs> I know I gave you the Toby Nap. It'll be on the show in March. Uh, I think I gave you that to check out, right? Yeah, I was just checked out the Polarizing record. I didn't get a chance to the other one yet. And I listened to the Warzone. It's very good. I like the Warzone. Should have got a yeah, I didn't go through that yet. Should have got a T-shirt from Warzone. That's all right. We'll talk, we'll talk to Billy and I'll have some something out for you. That's all right. I'll send them. I'll pay for it. You know, I got There you go. You already got one free shirt last night, so I'll yeah. pay for the other one. Hey, man, that's a unique shirt. I tell you, that Jägermeister is still on my tongue. I can't get rid of it. Oh, it's good, man. I had, uh, uh, this morning I had, uh, what do they call that, hair of the dog? Yeah. I guess it was this morning. <laughs> Technically, it was morning. It was 11.50. I went downstairs. <laughs> my sister's freezer. I took out the bottle of Jäger. Took a double shot. I had a butter roll and a, what do you call it, and a cup of tea, warm tea, and then that was it. And I was raring to go. I took the dog for a walk around the corner. And then You're when a good I got, man. When I came back from the walk, I fell asleep for an hour and a half. I know. Until I know. I was up early today. I didn't get, I didn't get home to about 4, 4.30. I was up like around 7 o'clock this morning, so I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I'm telling you, man. I was, yeah, I had to get the mash, you know. I got to go and worship my God. Oh, God bless you, man. Yeah, well, actually, it was the God of Perkins. I had the breakfast special today between 7 and 8, so we have to run there. <laughs> came, came home and took a nap after that. All right, let's keep the music going here. I've got a band called Tough. I haven't played these guys at all on the show. Good guys wear black.
some puff for you there. Well, good guys wear black. Yeah, I do. Tend to play a lot of stuff today that I haven't played on the show before, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good you know, mix. we always focus on the real heavy stuff. It's good to play some of the the more hard rock stuff every now and then. Definitely. I mean, yeah, that's the roots, doubt. you know, the roots of heavy metal, you know? Oh, yeah. You got that right. I have to agree with you on that. But you know what? How about we get a little rainbow one while we're waiting for Joe, and uh, how about we do Power? Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a good tune. Great song off of Straight Between the Eyes.
some rainbow with power for straight between the eyes. Sorry, I had to jump into that so quick. Uh, we had a dog, uh, barking dog, going around the studio. We had to, we had to muffle him down. Had <laughs> <laughs> to keep him quiet. Oreo. But, uh, you know that was the yeah that was the first rainbow record I ever bought back oh. in 1982. I remember the guitar coming through the guy's head with the eyes and everything, and and because um, like in 1980 when Heaven and Hell, uh, Black Stars Heaven and Hell came out, I remember I was probably 11 years old, 12 years old. My cousins who lived downstairs me in my house in Brooklyn. Right. He was always played Black Sabbath on the on on the stereo, right. and, but it was the Ozzy Black Sabbath. You know, I was a kid. You know, I didn't know anything. And wow. I remember going to the record store and seeing the Black Sabbath record with my friend, and I said, you know, this is the band that my cousins are always playing downstairs. We got to buy it. Right. And it was Heaven and Hell. I'm like this singer sounds so different than the guy that they're playing. Uh, you know, you didn't know you didn't know Dio was in the band, and you know, Ozzy wasn't there no more. Sure. There was no internet back then. No magazines. You were a little kid. You didn't know. Yeah. So now I remember hearing somebody, you know, down the road saying, oh, Rainbow. I mean, uh, if you like uh, Black Sabbath with the deal on that album, uh, he was in a band called Rainbow. So I went to the store, Titus Oak, if you remember in Brooklyn, on Avenue U, the used record store. Sure. I found straight between the eyes and used been for like $2 back there. I said, great. I took it home. I said, this doesn't sound like the guy that's on the Black uh, Sabbath record. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were like, no, that's, I went back to the other store, and they said, oh, that's, that's the new singer, Joe Lintern. He's been with the band a couple of years. Right. But Joe Lintern's Rainbow was the first one I ever got into, you know. And that leads you to everything else in life, to make right. a long story short. Sure. So, oh, man, Black Sabbath a... was my first experience with metal as Dio with the singer and Rainbow with Joel and Turner, and I love that album. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, they, you know, those British, you know, British, um, I wouldn't say British bands, but British um, influence bands, like some of them, a lot of the members were British. They did a lot of changing back then. You know, and uh, yeah. even to this day, you know, everybody's changing one record. You have a different, you know, different drummers and different guitar players and everything. But, um, yeah, yeah the, you know, the Rainbows and the um, the Black Sabbath, you know, was changing then. And after Dio left, then, it, you know, it was like every three records, there was a different singer. Oh, without a doubt. But, you know, yeah. Rainbow had the biggest success with Joe singing with them. That's, you know, oh, they definitely. Did, Commercial you know, success, without a doubt. Commercial wise, they definitely had the biggest uh, thing with Joe on vocals. And Joe's been in so many bands. I couldn't even name them all right now. We'll leave that for later on during the interview. And um, we've got a lot of great news coming up here. I don't know what to do next. Uh, you know, I want to talk about there was a. Uh, they had Bill Ward from Sabbath was interviewed on, uh, on some station. I can't remember where. I think over in the UK. And he was talking about how when he was asked to come to do the the new Heaven and Hell album, he got to the studio and um, things just weren't clicking, I guess, between him and the rest of the guys in the band. Uh -huh. They wanted him to play the songs a certain way, and he right. just couldn't accommodate them. That's why he left, and Vinnie Apathy was brought back in and, and did the project. And Tony Iommi had done an interview right after that, yeah. pretty much saying the same thing, that things just weren't clicking with Bill. But you know, going back even to uh, the Heaven and Hell record, Bill Ward had a lot of problems back then also. I mean, probably, you know, personal with you know, some of the substances and everything, but he just wasn't playing up the par back then. He was talking about having to use a, a clicking track live to get things going. He hasn't played without one in a long time. You know, you, you get older and things just happen. You just kind of lose your feel, I guess. They didn't really elaborate what was going on, but they both said that's the reason why. And let's be honest, I mean, I think Bill Ward's probably one of the greatest metal drummers in the world. Oh, definitely. So you can't take nothing away from that guy. But I think Vinny obviously fits in better with what they're doing now. He's younger, he's stronger. He had, he had some surgery, too, on his shoulder not long ago, but I'm sure he'll get through that. But I think he's a better fit for the Ronnie James Dio uh, Sabbath stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. You don't have to elaborate on that. You can just no, no, I was point. waiting for you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop. No, because, I mean, obviously, you know, Ward is um, at least 10 to 
12, maybe 15 years older than Vinny. Usually. At least 10 years, 15 years. And, um, you know, I mean, he laid all those tracks, you know, down. I mean, that, you know, it was solid. Um, maybe just live, he just didn't, you know, I don't think he did that many live shows with uh, with uh, Black Sabbath. He couldn't do the touring that Vinny does, you know. No. That doesn't that doesn't take anything away from him. It's just you know, but who knows? It's pers- it could be personality also. He says something about I couldn't do that type of drumming. I just don't understand that. I mean, it's not like they're asking him to do Neil Peart. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Neil, Neil Peart, whatever the hell, however you say it. Well, um, Neil Peart, you're right. Yeah, Peart, Peart. You know, everybody says it differently. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I mean, you know what? Let, let, you know, Bill. Bill's a, a legend, so he can say whatever the hell he wants, you know. It's yeah. uh, Sharon Osbourne's got to keep him out shut. That's, uh, you know, Ozzy can say what he <laughs> That's wants. That's another story. Yeah, Ozzy can say what he wants. You know, Bill Ward can say, Mrs. Ward, she keeps her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> there you go. All right, the woman lover. There you go. Hey, right. I'm from the He-Man Woman Haters Club, you know. That's right. I hear you. <laughs> All right, you know what? How about we do our demolition segment right now? Uh let me see what we got. I got two of them lined up type. You know what? I'm going to get the surgical steel on. Alex was asking about this a few weeks ago, and I sent him the link. This okay. is a band that featured Jeff Martin, who uh, sang with Racer X for a while. Oh, okay. And uh, he's doing a lot of producing and recording right now. He's still playing, but not as much. And I don't know if he's so heavily involved with rock and metal anymore, but he's got his own thing going on. And uh, this demo is actually, you can download this demo free. If you, if you go to... Uh, you go to just type in Surgical Steel on the internet. You'll get it right here at the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot. It's already up now. You can download it, you know, from my site. But they also offer it for free to band. This was their second demo from 84. It's self-titled called Surgical Steel. But uh, he was singing on this, but when the band got started, he was actually, Jeff Martin was actually the drummer in the band. Uh, he played drums on the first demo. A lot of people don't know that. Harley Van Kirk, who was in Messiah's Reign, uh, he was the original singer and sang on that. And, you know, Jeff Martin took over for this album. And the album also features uh, Rob Holford singing backing tracks. I think on Smooth and Fast was the song. Uh, he was good friends with Jeff Martin, and he kind of like, you know, mentored the band back then. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a good seven-song demo. It's a six-song tape, and they also included uh, Riverhead, which was on the Metal Massacre. Uh-huh. They also put that into the demo, and they remastered it, and it really came out good, in it, and it sounds, it sounds top-notch. So uh, head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot, down it. This is one of my favorite songs off. I played it not long ago, and I don't like to repeat songs, but this is a good one. So Surgical Steel, crank it up.
you go. Surgical steel. Crank it up. I'm sure you remember that one, T. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I got a lot of play back in the day. Some good stuff. The whole the whole demo is really good. The songs that are a lot heavier than that on there also, but some really good stuff there. Definitely. You no, know, I was looking on Blackburn. and they had a, uh, I'm thinking about the Scorpions, you know, with the new record coming out. It's going to be the last record for the band and uh, going out like a three-year tour before they uh, retire and pack it in. And they're giving you like the, the songwriting credits for everybody on the album. Yeah. I don't know why like they would release that or post it. But if you look at the new Scorpion record, a lot of songs were written by other people besides the Scorpions. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Rudolf Schenk has got a hand in a, like, a lot of the music. And uh, Claude's Mind was, uh, did a lot of vocals. But the two guys that produced the record get a lot of songwriting credit on there. I mean, for the music part where they wrote the music for, like, I think, three or four songs on there, there are a few other people I've, I've never heard of. But, you know, they might be outside writers. Oh, so I, uh, it was like with, along with Schenker and mine, other people. Is that what you're saying? Well, Shanka uh, has a lot of songwriting credit on his own, music-wise. Right. But there are a few songs where he has no musical, you know, no credit for writing the songs at all, and it's these two guys who are listed as the producers on the record. I see. And the two of the more commercial songs on the record, you know, uh, more of the ones that are being played right now on the internet, you can stream them. And there are a few other people that I've, I've never heard of uh, that were involved with it. I have no no clue. But Claude's mind handled most of the, the lyrical part of it. And Rudy Schenker did uh, a lot of the music, but there's a lot of other people involved with it, which, you know, I mean, that's been going on for years with a lot of bands. Kiss has brought people from way back in the early days yeah. to write music for them and with them. But that always bothered me, especially, like, with the metal bands, because that's the one thing we have is, you know, we write our own music, our own lyrics. You don't bring people in from the outside. And that seems to have been happening more and more lately, and I, I just don't get it. I know if I was a musician, I wouldn't want other people writing music for me and, and playing it as mine, because it's technically not, I wouldn't feel like it was mine. Yeah, I I can see what you're saying, but what happens is uh, when you're in a studio, you know, people make suggestions and uh, like on the fly, and if you know if they're that you know that uh, song changing, you have to give them, uh, you know, you have to give them songwriting credit, you know. I know, I I believe me, I know. It's all about the money. That's all it comes down to, just getting yeah, the name on there no. and getting the copyrights to it. But it it would bother me. I think you know. If I was in, a, I mean, I was in a band. You're in a band too, but we never got to that stage where we had to have other people tell us what to yeah, do. I, guess, I, guess I think it would bother me as a musician, you know, having somebody tell me, "Oh, you're playing your song wrong." I mean, look at Mutt Lang what he did with Ace, uh, with uh, Def Leppard and AC/DC, right? And uh, Rob Rock with Metallica, you know, it's. I don't know. It, it I just changed. ran to the You're right. It can. It can definitely change. It can focus. change the sound and style of a band, you know, and focus, it, it, yeah, exactly. All right, well, here's the band who needs no focus change because they really haven't done much in a long time. But uh, actually, they put out a new record for a couple of years in general. Uh, I, gotta, I really didn't like the last record they put out at all. That was like their first record, I think, over 25 years. And really bland album, but the earlier stuff is great. And uh, I was a big fan of the band. And uh, this uh, past Thursday in the Metal Matinee, I did a, a show to BBC where, you know, I kind of like pay tribute to Tommy Vance who hosted the Friday Rock Show on BBC. Sure, yeah. And, he was one of the first metal DJs out there. He did the show for like 15 years. He passed away, I think, of liver cancer a few years back. Uh, but he that. did that show for a long time. I mean, he was there like at the beginning of the new wave of British heavy metal. Right. And he had that show going right till the early 90s. And he brought to the attention of all of us, uh, at least we got it back on album and through demo tapes back in the day. We couldn't actually hit a show live being on BBC. But he brought a lot of bands to the forefront of heavy metal. And, you know, I figured every would tribute to the guy passed away five years ago next week, but I had, had a show already planned for next week, so I had to move it up, you know? Okay. But, uh, it was a pretty good show. I tell you, people loved the old uh, the old uh, New Wave of British Heavy Metal music. The show did fantastic. Oh, 
definitely. It's the roots. People really get into that. Yeah, it's a big thing. You know, it's uh, it's a good show, too. I didn't really feel like doing it, Thursday. I wasn't in the mood, you know, but uh, I got through it. It came across pretty good so far, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't really. You know, some days you get like, I just don't want to do the show today, you know, <laughs> especially on the Thursday or in the afternoon. But uh, I made it through there, you know. But uh, how about we go back to those days? Here's a little Witch Finder General and a song called Music. Which find the general of the friends of Hell Nexus from 1983. <laughs> that keeps going on, but I got to get the show moving along here. I can't have this show in about 10 minutes, so I got to talk <laughs> over that. That'll go on for like a half hour. <laughs> that was a good song. Kind of reminded me of the 80s band, Men Without Hats, when I first heard that. Oh, okay. The Remember those guys? Like the yeah, vocal, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was in that kind of mode, but uh, they did put out a new record. I think it was in uh, it was a 2008 Resurrected. Yeah, really, yeah. I didn't really care for it. It was very uh, doomy, but they really they did start out as a doom metal band, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, that's uh, which from the general. But uh, I wasn't crazy about the last one. I don't even know who's in the band anymore, as far as like the members go. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it kind of fell by the wayside, that album. Let me see if I can dig something up. I don't even know who the hell's in the band anymore. I think just Phil Cope might still be in the band, the guitar player or the bass player. I'm not even sure. I could do a Wikipedia real quick. Yeah, that's not really important. I think anybody cares about which one the general anymore anyway. But (laughs) that's not bad. All right, so let me see what we got. Uh, I have an interview with Joe coming up in a few minutes. I get one. uh, Maybe get one more song on. Do a little bit more Rainbow, then we'll get the interview going. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna get Eleventh Hour on. I played these guys a few months ago on the show. I think it was uh, last October, November. Uh, Artie works with Judd Lau, one of the contractors that we work with in the, in the right, city over man. here. He He's the lead singer of the band. And uh, he was Richie Blackmore's personal assistant for many years back in the Rainbow days. Uh-huh. So he's got a connection to them. So I say, what better night to play them than, you know, Definitely. tonight on this show? So he was a good friend with Joe Lynn Turner and Richie and the rest of the guys from the band. I know they were taking around with changing the name, but they're going to stick with this one for now. And uh, this is a brand new song. they got a couple of songs going here. Hopefully they get out and play live pretty soon. These guys, uh, they're great. They're a tremendous band. they got a great sound. So uh, let me see. How about we do uh, Black is the Night? This is 11th Hour.
you go, 11th Hour. They're a great band. I played them a few months back. Check out the show with that song. I got to thank Frank Poppy, who uh, you know uh, turned me on to these guys and sent me some of the stuff. And uh, I know they got one other song that I haven't played yet, and maybe we'll save that for a few weeks down the road. We'll get it on. Yeah, I like the guitar. It's really good. Yeah, the whole band is solid. I mean, rock solid. They just got that great sound to them, you know? At least as good as it could be on Block Talk Radio. It's not the greatest sound quality here on the station, but, you know, uh, it sounds really good. Yeah, well, just, All right, let me see what we got. give you an idea of what it sounds like. You want to yeah. check it out. You want a better quality. You buy it, you know? That's check right. And uh, I know they're working on a whole bunch of other songs. I guess they're going to put a whole package together. It should be good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just to mention, uh, right here at the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show, we are sponsoring the Finger Lakes Metal Festival in upstate New York. Right. It's going to be at Dunstalaws in Clyde, New York on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, they just announced all the bands. Like, yeah, there's going to be 20 bands on the bill over two days. It'll be May 29th and 30th. Uh, and the whole show is free. So there's no excuse not to go. You've got two days of heavy metal for free. And it features all local bands from the upstate area uh, where they come out of. And they've got a campground on the location. So if you want to camp out, I think it's like 25 bucks. You camp out for the whole, you know, for the whole festival. You can't beat that. That should be great, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, I'm going to get a list of all the bands up on the website. Just, they just announced them. I just scribbled a few of them down. Spader is going to be on the bill. Those are the guys that are kind of hosting the whole festival up there. Right. Steel Kingdom, who I played on the show about a year ago in the Sunday Night Spotlight, a really good band. Okay. Uh, Caged, Warblade, uh, Lazarus, Malformed, Low Key, uh, Break the Silence. I, I'll get all the bands later on, but it's going to be a great show. Two days. Don't miss it. You know, head up there if you can. I think it's up uh, probably near Lake George in that area. I'm not too sure. If you're in the New York area, I mean, you know, uh, go check it out. You can't beat a two-day festival with 20 bands. I don't cost you a dime. Excellent. Don't support local metal. Cause, all right. You know what? Uh, I'm going to get a little rainbow one. Then we'll have Joe Lynn Turner on. Uh, I was gonna. I, I usually don't play the hits of the big songs on this show. You know that. We try to play stuff that nobody gets to hear anywhere else. Right. But uh, I was going to play uh, Street of Dreams for Valentine's Day, but I knew Joe was going to be, you know, interviewed tonight, so I figured... I'm going to save it for now. So I'm going to get a little sappy, but this was Rainbow's probably biggest hit, I mean, back in the day. Definitely. So uh, we're going to do a little Rainbow, Street of Dreams, and I'll send this one out to my wife, who I know is listening on the computer in the other room. (laughs) All right, Rainbow, enjoy.
Little Rainbow with Street of Dreams. I had to play that one for my wife. All right, how about we get the interview with Joe Lantana going right now? Hang on. Let me just uh, make the connect, get this going. Okay, we're back. I want to welcome my guest, Joe. Joe, you're there, right? Yeah, I am. I'm here. Okay, I got to make sure with these connections because uh, you never know with, the, uh, with all the technology today. You never know if you're on Absolutely. it now. Absolutely. I just really appreciate you calling and taking out the time. Thank you very much. Sure, man. My pleasure. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, did you think 30-something years ago when you're getting ready to play with Fandango, you'd have dozens of albums out and play in some of the biggest bands ever? No, never. I mean, you always hope for that. You always dream for it, but never. You know, I mean, sure, you have high hopes, but nah, it's all been, it's all been better than I thought. So. That's really amazing. Oh, that's excellent. You know, I'm very lucky, very blessed about that. Yeah, really much. You've had a great career. I mean, we could talk for for hours. I know you don't have that much time. Just going on about from Fandango to Rainbow and everything in between and Deep Purple. Yeah. But I like to just focus more on the solo work. And, 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 you know, the Sunstorm was the latest release last year, 2009. Sure. Yeah, Sunstorm, uh, a great series that was kind of um brainchild of uh, Seraphina in, uh, at Frontiers Records. You know, that's how this whole thing started. We had a lot of um, demos and songs written in the 80s. Uh, a lot of writers, Dave and myself included. So the next thing you know, Seraphina went through a bunch of these songs and said, let's, let's make a compilation of this, uh, give it a title, and... Blah blah blah, and here we are now. On my second one, and they're they're really great albums. They really are. Yeah, that, the House Lots of Dreams of is a, the House of Dreams is definitely a, a great record. And were these like yeah. stuff that you were working or planning off from your solo albums back in the day, and they just came about, and then you went on this other title? That's right. Yeah, a lot of it was. A lot of it was for uh, writing for other people as well. Uh, for example, we just kept writing in those days. You know, with all kinds of people. Devin Child, Bon Jovi, you name it. And uh, there's so many songs that uh, some of them got placed. For example, like on my last solo album, Second Air Life, Sweet Obsession actually was done by a band, German band called Bomb Files. And uh, I redid it on that album. But you know, so we were writing uh, for myself or anyone else, but whatever, wherever the song went, sure. And then we just had a stockpile of all this stuff sitting around. I still have a bunch of songs, uh, and so it's, it's going to be interesting to see if we use them. Yeah, this can go on forever. That's that's really good. Well, are you planning on doing anything with on the on the solo work again, or are you just going to concentrate on this right now? No, well, you know, I'm, uh, I have a bunch of songs ready for a solo album, but not necessarily have to do a solo album because some song came out only I don't know seven eight months ago. Yeah. It was. And you know, and it's still kind of fresh and, and it's a strong album, so I really want people to get get their fill of it. But at the same time, I've got so many other projects that I'm doing right now, running around the world, touring. Thank God, uh, I've got over the rainbow, half of it, you know, all kinds of stuff, big noise, you mean it. So, so uh, whatever. If something will turn around and say, hey, we want a solo album soon, I'm ready. Yeah, oh, definitely. And uh, I was going to ask you, do you prefer doing your solo work compared to being in a band situation where, you, where you're joining the band, like coming into Rainbow or Deep Purple or TNT or even Yingve? Because at least that way, you know, it's what you want it to be and where it wants to go. You're directing the where somebody else, they've already been established. I, I can imagine the answer. Well, yeah, like, somebody wanted me to ask you that, so I get it in. Yeah, well, see, that's, that's kind of, I think you hit the nail on the head. So, uh, it's an old saying, no pain, no headaches. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so true because, you know, then you've got like five egos in the band or something like that, and, and it always becomes a problem. 
but um, so solo is a lot easier. Well, a band sometimes has a lot more strength than, than a solo artist yeah. in that sense because you've got guitar players, drummers of renown, and all this kind of stuff. And, and each uh, each individual player likes to be a great drummer or a guitarist or whatever. But yeah, but you know, I, I love a band situation because it's all the camaraderie and fun you have with the guys, but at the same time, it can be a real pain in the ass, man. Uh, uh, let's be honest, you've flavored a couple of real headaches over the, over the years, too. So uh, that yeah. doesn't make it easier, you know. And I always, one, yeah, of, yeah. one of my fa- most one of my favorite sayings in the world, is somebody in interviews you somewhere in the past talking about Yingve, and I love that line where you said we parted over religious differences. He thought he was God, and I didn't. Nothing is better than uh, that line yeah. anywhere. That, that should go down the, the book of quotes. I, you know, thank you. I think that's probably one of my most clever moments. <laughs> but it just came out so so naturally, you know, because it was just so true that this this thing where, you know, I, I love Invaded Path. He's brilliant. He's a genius and all that. But he is difficult to get along with. But at the same time, you know, at that point, I was just like, I had it. And when they asked me that question, it just came off the top of my head. And it was so true because, uh, you know, the religion thing looks like he wanted me to, Sort of pray to him, you know. Like, I'm God, you're not. Everybody on their knees. So that was it. Top play thing. You got. I mean, you played with Richard Blackmore for a long time. Richie's probably one of the greatest top players in the world. But they're all temperamental. They're all that way. You know, they have a vision, and and you're in their way sometimes. It seems like you know that's the way it is. So going into English shouldn't have been too much of a problem. Yeah, well, you know, like, uh, I don't know if people know or many people know, but I'm I'm a guitar player first, so I'm very aware of guitar players. And I understand exactly what they're about. And I think the fact that I am a guitar player, turned singer, whatever, well, I'm still playing guitar. I've got 45 guitars, you know. But what I'm trying to say is I understand the mentality. And I understand the yeah. that they go through and all this stuff. So I think that helps me in a lot of ways to sort of get a hold of the psychology, you know, and understand these guys and work with these guys. Um, here's a little bit of news for you, and I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I should be saying this, my publicist might get mad at me, but, you know, I got a call from Shanker, and he's, he's wanting to do some things from the past and all, and I said, well, that would complete the trilogy. Yeah, really? <laughs> that, that would <laughs> complete right. the trilogy of amazing guitar players, you know. That's right. A bit difficult, yeah. Yeah, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, you get all three of them nailed in a, in a lifetime, but that would be amazing. Well, yeah, boom. <laughs> right? Yeah, without that a doubt. Yeah, but the the outcome of it would be amazing because look at the work you did with Richie and with Ying Vei and what you might do in the future, Michael Shanker. It's in the end, I guess for all the heartache and the headaches, you put out some great music with them, and that's all that matters, you know. Oh, it is. It's all worth it, you know. In the end, and even when you're going through it, you're very frustrated, and, and you know sometimes you're a bit angry and everything. But uh, you know you got to let all that go because in the end, that's really what it's what that's that's what you've got to listen to when you listen to Odyssey that came out of Ime and I's uh, frustrations and whatever else. That's a brilliant record, and I think it's some of our best work, both of us. Yeah. You know, uh, the songs are amazing. The, the performances are amazing. Everything. So, yeah, out of, you know, Richie always told me, out of fire comes steel. So you've got to sort of burn a little bit in the fire to get out, to get that steel. That's, that's true. And, you know, you've had so many highs over, over your career. I mean, I know recently, I think about a year or so ago, you were over in Iraq playing for the troops. You went Russian, yeah, you know, yeah. playing in Russia, and I mean, sure. it's all that compared to, like, headlining at the Garden, because every, I don't think, it's not even a New York thing, just anybody in the world but a band, their dream is always to play the Garden, and you've done that, and you've been all over yeah. the world on top. Yeah, well, you know, the Garden was like a, a premier event for me, of course, because it says 
that I've arrived. You know, it was my hometown, and yeah. all my relatives and friends were there. You know, it was an amazing thing. But uh, I just, I still love touring. In fact, I'm getting ready to go out to Russia again, Belarus. Um, you know, there's all kinds of tours set up again. Uh, we, we did. I've been working in Russia for about five, six years now. I played for Putin. Maybe they have prime ministers, everybody. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic because they're all in the same age group and they're all big fans. It's true. And they, for years, you put, nobody can go into Russia for years. I mean, back in the 80s, you yeah. never even think of that. So to get to go there and, you know, say so you played there. And, and for the prime minister, don't know this on top of that. Prime minister, two presidents, mayors. I did the record with Glenn Hughes, with Mikhail Mann, you know, the mayor of Moscow and all that. So we we really, you know, it's it's an amazing market because the people, they really, really love rock and roll. They love this kind of rock and roll. And the thing about Russia is that it can coexist. Uh, they can have new stuff because there's plenty of, of the new music there yeah. on the radio and elsewhere. But at the same time, the, the old coexists with the new. In the States here, however, a lot of times people throw out the old with the new. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessary to say, well, you know, that's old hat and this is, this is what's happening now and this is the fashion. It's art and you don't throw out, you know, a Da Vinci painting, you know, just because you've got some new, uh, new painter coming off. It's ridiculous. If you love something, you stay with it. Oh, you're 100% right. And, you know, when people hear a Joe Lynn Turner album, whether it's with Rainbow or any other band you've played, and there's so many, I can't go through them all right now, they expect a certain style of music because that's what they expect from you. But in the same sense, you have to change and give them something different. It's weird to say that you got to be the same but different, like if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, and you've always accomplished yeah. that. People know what they're going to get with you. They love it. But yet every album and every project always offers something different where you feel it's Always brand new, and that's impressive. Yeah, well, I have to tell you on that note, uh, I got a collection of songs now, um, pretty much in semi-demo form right now. But this is a whole another departure for me. It's very um, a lot of modern sounding stuff. When I say modern, I mean it's still based in melodic rock and roll, but at the same time, it's it's got an edge to it that's 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 borderlining the modern sound today and and really you have to kind of cross over into a bit of that because then you pick up the newer bands and so on and so forth sure. so yeah we'll see if this album actually sees the light of day i know everybody out there is going to be saying like well what is it and hey where do we get it well you can't right now but i'm i'm we're, we're putting some finishing touches on it and whatever and and i don't know if it's going to be slated for a frontier solo album or it's going to be a completely different project with a different name or whatever because uh sometimes they don't accept you if you change too much, and this is different. Still rocking, still melodic, but yeah. different. That's true. And I'll tell you what it was like. I like the Brazen Abbott stuff you did back in the 90s. Going to, I mean, actually, was going up until 2000. That was some really good stuff. And, you know, anything, any plans with that in the future? Because your last time was only about well, four or five you know, years ago. Nicole, last, yeah, last time I talked to Nicole, he was, he was working on, a, on another opera. And, um, and this was, uh, I believe, called Draco, uh, which is basically the dragon and yeah. Draconia and stuff like this. And so to make a long story short, he, last time he was working on that, but he was busy with a lot of different projects and orchestras and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, when he, you know, he gets a call, we go out there, we do a few tracks, and, and it's always amazing. He's just an amazing composer, guitarist. It's true, yes. Didn't you do the Nostradamus with him? He had the, that one first? Yeah. Yeah, we did, you know, and that that came after uh, one of the albums that we had just finished, and we sat around having a few drinks and said, you know, do an opera, and then we were kicking, kicking around what we should do the opera about, and that's when we came up with Nostradamus, and I think it was just 
a brilliant piece of work and really was passed over too quickly, way too quickly. That, that, that is a true opera in every sense of the word as far as the classical form, yeah. uh, thematic, thematic form, recapitulation, sonata, all this stuff. It's actually, you know, because Niccolo is a bone of a conductor, an orchestra conductor. Oh, so I don't know. He knows. Yeah, he is, and he knows all of this. Uh, you know, these, these, these classical forms and all this kind of stuff. So it's really a great work of art than most people believe or, or know. Yeah. Honestly, it's, uh, it's amazing. I agree. Joe, i got so many people I want to talk to. I can't get them all through. But if you don't mind, I'm going to get one through. Uh, because uh, he's in a band, uh, this is his bandmate, and uh, he seems to remember you from back in the day uh, with Richie and Rainbow. I think he was one of Richie's assistants, a guy named Artie. Artie? Yeah. yeah. I don't think Artie's calling because he's, uh, he's under the weather, but his bandmate Vinny is, and I'll get Vinny on right now. Vinny, you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm there, Mike. What's up, Joe? How okay. are you? Great. What, um, what's yeah, up, Artie? Vinny? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. He, uh, he sends his apologies. He, uh, he's under the weather. He's got the flu, and uh, he asked me if I would uh, oh, call goodness. in and... Uh, and send uh, send his best to you guys. And uh, uh, yeah, me and Artie been uh, we've been slinging a little bit. Uh, we got a new band uh, that we're working on, and uh, Artie still got the pipes, man. He can still sing it. And uh, we got some great wow, stuff that's we're great, on. that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He told me some good yeah, stories. Yeah, Artie still guys. Yeah, he told me some great stories, you guys over in Europe and everything. He told me to to throw this in. He said you were always <laughs> at the best parties. He said he goes and he was always stuck with Richie looking for ghosts. You know, while you guys, while you were at the best party. <laughs> he goes, tell Joe that. That's what he true. Says. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, he goes, he goes, you know the way Artie talks. He's like, oh, yeah, Joe was always at the best parties. And, you know, I was always looking for ghosts in the old castle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he told me to tell you that. And, uh, he, uh, yeah. Artie's doing true. great. And uh, I know Mike has got a couple of our songs there. Let us know what you think of them, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I can't even believe that uh, people are comparing us to, you know, saying you guys have some uh, some Deep Purple influence there, which is great, compliment, Rainbow influence is cool. another great compliment, and uh, and you know what the interesting cool. part about it was, right. is that we just, you know, we weren't trying to, uh, you know, go in any kind of genre, we just said, let's just see how it comes out, what's coming out of our pores here, and this is what we got, you know, and... Uh, you know, we're just uh, we're having a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, Artie can, you know, like I said, Artie yeah. has a great voice, and uh, you know, we're coming out with some pretty decent stuff. So it's uh, can't wait to hear some of it, journey. man. I wish you all the best. Wish yeah, thank you, man. All the best with that. I know it's going to sound great. Really, thank you, man. So terrific! I'm glad to hear you guys are still rocking. Definitely. Give me my best, will you, please? Hope you feel better soon. All right, Vinny, thank you very much. I'm going to get that song on after I play something by uh, from one of Joe's albums, and I'll get that on a little later. Thanks. Uh, thanks very much, there, Mike. I appreciate it. Take care, Jeff. All right. You got All it, right. Vinny. Take care. All right, Vinny. You got it, bro. Yeah, I know Artie said he was going to try to call. I know he wanted to talk to you, but I guess, you know, you got it from Vinny instead, so just as good. No worries. Yeah. No worries. You know what? One day, I, I, I think it was, it was a while ago, I remember. Weren't you going to put out a cookbook? Um, Not not a full cookbook, but I've seen um, Cindy Coverdale, David Weiss, uh, cookbook, Food That Rocks, and, and a couple of others, and I'm always gifting up other recipes and uh you know because that, uh, cooking is kind of like therapy you know for me it's a labor of love and yeah. you know I, I grew up in an italian family so that's food is real important <laughs> that's yeah, right you know you don't have to tell so me food, that, is, no. food is important you gather around the table for uh, you know love and friendship and family and 
and uh, some of the best things come out of that. So food was the important factor in between. So I love to cook. You know, I don't get enough time to cook, but yeah, I've got a couple really great recipes that my mom handed down, and, and also you know, stuff that I invented as well. So just a little of this, a little of that. You know, one of my big things now is a real simple thing that was just on my Twitter, Facebook, which is these green beans, and we're getting so much for so much uh, feedback that people are trying these green beans, and it's just basically. Uh, two three ingredients, olive oil, uh, light olive oil, extra virgin, green beans, and yeah. this Calendar's Greek seasoning, and it's amazing. So now i got to try that. Uh, that'll be on the dinner table tonight here. You do. You get the Calendar's Greek seasoning. It's amazing. And you just Greek seasoning, and you keep the string beans al dente. And it's healthy and it's delicious. I'm going to be making that tonight again with my salmon. <laughs> Oh, great. Nice yeah. coming, Beautiful. That's great. You know, and then, Joe, going back in the 70s and the 80s, every band wanted to break big in America. That was the market. Today, everything's shifted. Everything's over in Europe, at least for rock and, and everything in that genre. Yeah. How, how important is it today to try to make your presence known in, over in Europe uh, as to America these days? Well, no, you know, I think we actually, for me and, and over the rainbow and stuff like that, we have a bit of a presence, really, honestly, which it's, they don't forget over there. Uh, we've got 15, 16-year-old kids in the front row now, and uh, I asked them, where did you hear this music? What are you doing here at this concert? And they're like, my father played it, my mother played it in the house, I grew up with it. I go, well, do you love some of the new bands? Yeah, of course, but, you know, we love the rainbow, the purple stuff, you know. All of the classic stuff, Zeppelin, Sabbath. So there's a huge presence over in Europe and, and in Russia and places like this, which is why a lot of times I'm, I'm touring over there more than even here because people actually come out there and they actually go to the concerts. The United States is a bit tougher, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm chastising anybody, but it's, it's really true. Nobody wants to, either money's tight or they just don't want to get off the couch. You know, it's, it's tough. No, yeah. So, uh, every band says that. Every band having the show, it's the same thing. They can't get people out to the shows. They talk and talk and talk about how much they love this music. They can't wait to see the, the bands. But when you come around, they don't show up. And where you go to Europe, you're playing in front of full houses all the time. I don't blame any band yeah. for wanting to come. You're there to perform for people. You want to entertain as many people as yeah. you can. And it's just a, right. it's a natural thing to do. It's just a shame because it was never like that here before. And no. over the last 15, 20 years, and I, I, I wouldn't say it's like just because of the record industry with the downloads and people aren't buying the albums like the music because they're getting mm -hmm. free because it's, it's, you can get the, you can get the internet all over the world. You get those albums anywhere, but yet they still show up and support the artists over in Europe. Yep. And they bring the kids. It's not like you got to, you know, I mean, of course, you got a young baby or something, you got to, you know, babysitters, but sure. they bring the kids. The kids are on the father's shoulders, you know, yeah. uh, looking at rock and roll. They take them backstage. We, we, we shake their hands, sign autographs, give them drum sticks, sticks whatever. And, and, you know, and then they grow up with the same things, you know, I mean, like with this attitude. It's terrific. And I wish, uh, I wish it had changed over here a bit more because, the situation in music in the United States is kind of in flux right now. Nobody knows what to do or where it's coming from. I think we've got a lot of artists that uh, they call themselves artists, but really all they are is either singers or entertainers. Yeah. And there are very few artists that really mean what they say, and, and you know, they, have, they have hit written songs, but they're not like really meaning it or living it. And that's a, that's a big difference. I'm, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all, please. Don't, don't, I don't want to get any emails about this, but <laughs> at the same time, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot that's not happening, and I, and I think this diminishes people's interest here. So, 
you know, you, you start to uh, fall into a rut kind of, and I just hope it changes really quickly sooner or later, because by the summer anyway. And let's get that out there and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, because most bands today, they go out to do the summer festivals, the tours in, in the spring or summer, and they try to cram everything in in a short period of time. And hopefully it will pick up and get better again. And people, just like I said, they get off their asses, get out of the house, and go see a good show. Because what's going to happen when you retire, when guys aren't here anymore, when Alice Smith's not playing at Madison Square Garden or ACDC, who's going to take over? Where's the next generation of you know, the headline is yeah. coming from. It, it's a shame because I don't see anything down the pipe where who's going to fill the garden, you know? Who's going to fill these arenas? Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you thought some of the bigger, bigger apps, you know, whether it's Springsteen or YouTube or whatever, but you're right. It's so difficult here for the bands out there because of this situation. And I know there's a lot of financial difficulties here in the States. Oh, yeah. It's awful, and, and everyone's really on the, you know, hitting, hitting the bottom up. The skids, but you know, still during these tough times, um, I've always found that that music is, is the thing that pulls you through. So hopefully they'll they'll kind of give credence to that, you know what I mean, and uh, save up a few pennies to come out to the shows and actually understand that this can inspire you. Yeah, go on. Definitely. So what do you got coming up next? Uh... Uh, well, actually, we're talking about Russia, but I'm heading out to Russia on uh, February 15th and. Uh, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Russia for about ten days, and then I'll be in Belarus for about two weeks, and then I fly down to Orlando, Florida, to do a, a show down there with uh, Mikey Reno from Lava Boy, Jimmy Fiber. Yeah, you know we, we got a couple of singers going. I believe it's a rock and pop masters gig. We're doing the hard rock down there in Orlando. Then I come home for a couple of weeks and really get ready for the spring because uh, I just looked at my calendar and it is right now jammed right throughout June and July. And it's, it's, I'm so blessed and happy and thankful that this is happening like this. But uh, it looks like all these different projects, solo or over the rainbow, big noise, whatever, it's all starting to take off. And we're starting to get bookings and, and what have you. So it's going to be a good summer. That's great. You know, and in this business, it's always good to be busy. Yeah. Oh, please. I mean, you know, I mean, exactly. That's what, that's what makes this whole thing go around. Um, I really feel for everybody that's kind of like, you know, there's no, in other words, there's no bailout for us, you know. It's, we're just sitting here. There's, there's no, like, the big corporations, whatever. And, and the little guys, you know, we're always in the middle. We're always getting the worst of it. So I understand there's no money out there. There's no spare change, you know. That's really right. Now. But that's why we're trying to keep the ticket prices really low in Russia and everywhere else. And I think... The United States should try this because, as far as, far as I'm concerned, the prices are way out of line. Way out of line. They have gotten crazy. So Some tickets are over a hundred, a hundred dollars. Uh, you know, and people go with, you know, with the wife or uh, they take the kids. You're looking at two, three hundred dollars to go with a family to see a show somewhere, anywhere, and that's you know a little over the top these days. Those ten dollar ticket days, I know, are gone, but. The, right, it would be worth it to try, even though for some tickets at that price, it's like getting people in again. And then you could raise the prices later on when the economy picks up and gets a little better. Well, fine. If everybody's got a little extra cash, that's great. But especially right now, these big corporations have created this greed, you know, and this bottom out. And now, you know, it's happening throughout the music business, and that's why all these companies are folding, because everybody's on the Internet and everybody's making their own records and they're starting to realize that there's a lot of freedom that we have, and we don't have to subscribe to this old way of thinking. Yeah. And it's changed, and I doubt if it'll ever go back. 
so I think this is the tail end of, uh, of things like this, you know, and, and then once this is over with, I think that, you know, we're going to take back our music, hopefully take back the industry and start to, to get a fair price, you know, for people to come out and see bands of their choice or, and new bands that, that, that are trying to make it with great music. So we just got to get through this time, I think. Yeah, hopefully it'll happen soon. Joe, I'm running out of time. I really appreciate you calling in. I had a great time talking to you. Uh, why don't you give me a new song to play off the summer storm then on? Um, let's see. Um, it's not in front of me right now, but I would think maybe it depends. You want to go heavy? You can do anything you want. We cater to everybody. It's a rock and roll show, whatever you want. Okay. Um, let's try. Well, you know what? Let's do the title song. Let's, let's do that. And there's an interesting story behind that. Uh, uh, I was writing with Bon Jovi and Desmond Child, and, and, uh, and Desmond had given me a book called Second One Life, which was about living your own dream and not following in anyone's footsteps. And then I started, I was with Purple, and we were doing the record, and Jim Kitterick from Survivor was there writing. And the next thing I know, you know, we started to write this song called Second Hand Life, and it was almost going to have the Purple thing, but it didn't, so I saved it. And it never got on a Sunstorm record, so that's why it's second hand life came out. That's a great story. So the song goes way yeah. back, and I'm going to get that on uh, next for everybody to hear. Great. I appreciate it, Mike. It's great talking to you. Thank you, Joe. Here you go, a little second hand life.
Little Joel and Turner, Secondhand Life, off the album by the same title. I thought he might have wanted to hear something off of Sunstorm, his last project, but he went with that one. And Joe was a really cool guy. I had a great time talking to him. I want to thank Lisa for making it happen. I really appreciate it. After you do an interview, you always have a hundred other questions that you wanted to ask that you forgot about, and you remember them after the interview's over. And there were a few things I wanted to bring up, but maybe in a future date. You never know. But I want to thank Joe for calling in. I really appreciate it. All right, we got a little time left in the show, about 20 minutes, so i got a few more songs to play. Uh, don't forget this Thursday on the Metal Matinee. It's another Timeline show. It's Timeline Metal Church this week. Uh, we're going to expand the musical career of Metal Church from start to finish. The band just broke up. They, they finally packed in there after 25 years of playing and being together. So I'm looking forward to doing that show. And this time next Sunday, uh, Paul Shortino of Rough Cut. Uh, he's now singing with King Cobra. He's going to be my guest calling in live. So we'll have a really good show set up for you next week, too. How about now I do something local? This was a Staten Island band from New York called Kill Van Cole. They got two records out. They put one out in 1987. The next one came out in 2006. A big gap in between. But here's a song called Burn It Up by Kill Van Cole.
go. We'll kill Van Cole. We'll burn it up. Uh, I was just talking in the chat room about Metal Church and helping that original lineup reunite, but uh, that would have to be in heaven because uh, David Wayne, the singer, died many years ago. So I don't think that's going to happen, Alex. But uh, maybe we'll get together with some of the other guys. And Mike Cowell took over for David Wayne after he left the band the first time. Uh, he was a great singer with the band. But turn into the show this Thursday. We'll talk all about Metal Church. All right, we got about 17, 18 minutes left in the show. Tommy disappeared. He went to go watch the hockey game. Uh, the Olympics are on. I think Canada's playing. I don't know who they're playing against. Probably USA. Uh, he went to go check that out. Uh, how about we go some old school? This is a Florida band called August. I was a big fan of these guys back in the day. They put out, uh, everybody knows it as a lady killer record, and I'll get the title track out on for you right now. August.
it was August with Lady Killer. I haven't played those guys in a long time. I really like them. They put out that four-track EP, and they kind of disappeared after that. Nobody heard anything from them. All right, we've got a few minutes left in the show. Enough time for one or two more songs. Uh, I want to remind everybody, this May, we're going to be raising money for St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, the whole month, we're going to try to raise as much money as we can uh, for all the men. All the great bands that I've had on my show in the last two years, they've all been donating uh, autographed pictures and CDs and albums, drumsticks, guitar picks. Uh, T-shirts, uh, anything that they, they have with the band name on it, they've been finding it, and I've been getting stuff in the mail all week long. I want to thank all these bands that have been sending stuff. I'm going to have a list up of everything that we have, and uh, when we do start it, uh, it'll probably be uh, the last show of April, maybe the first show of May. I'll be on vacation for one week, so we might start it a little early, and we're going to do it the whole month. I'll have the links up where you can donate the money, and when you do, you can just pick something that you might like out of the bunch. If not, I'll just mail you out something randomly, but everybody will get something, an album, a CD, a T-shirt, drumstick, guitar pick, and everything will be autographed by the bands that have been on the show. So, you know, donate anything you can, even if it's a dollar. You know, just donate something. It's going to a really good cause, and we'll have more about it as we get closer uh, to that date. So let me see. Uh, see if I can find that to get off of you over here. It seems like nothing ever works on Block Talk Radio when we get towards the end. Uh, the switchboard always goes down on me. There's always a problem. Uh, so... As soon as I can get it back up, uh, we'll get something on. Just give it a few minutes. But like I said, uh, just keep your eye on everything, and don't forget in May to, to stop by one of the sites of the show and just donate a few bucks. Like I said, it's going to a good cause. All right, I got everything up and running here again. So what do I have lined up next? I was going to play uh, some Chastain. Uh, Chastain were a great band. Uh, Leather Leone was a singer for them for a long time, and uh, she was one of the first female singers to really get in there and get rough and, and play some good stuff. So uh, I'll dig up something by Chastain if I could just get down to it. It's taking me a little longer tonight. Uh, everything's moving a little slower here. This is always happening on a Sunday. I don't know why. Uh, it's like I should just pre-record this message because I have to say it every single week. But uh, we'll get Chastain off here right now. So here you go. This is uh, Living in a Dream featuring Leather Leone on vocals.
little Chastain featuring David Chastain on guitar, allegedly on on vocals. And I know Dave uh, Stoff from Wildstar. Uh, he played a while. I don't think he was on that record, but Dave donated a, a nice Wildstar CD to him in uh, London Wild. So that's something that'll be given out when we do it. Make us think Jude's in April. Uh, don't forget this Thursday on the Metal Matinee's Timeline Metal Church. Next Sunday night, Paul Shortino of Rough Cut, Quiet Riot, and is our guest. Paul will be calling in live. Uh, you know, in the last month, this month just flew by. We're heading into March. And I got a great bunch of shows coming up in March. We're going to start it out with Toby Knapp of Godless Rising. We got Godless on the Saint calling in after that. Uh, Corey Park Rain. Corey's also the center. With a couple of other Dallas Cowboy teammates around that band. Uh, Matt Machines of Grace will be calling in. And uh, who we got closing out the month? I'm not even sure. Oh, it's Tina Teal of Detente out of California, a new fan. So we're looking pretty good for March, and I already got April set up to it. I want to get a little close to it. All right, how about we do a little sabotage right now, Sweden? Uh, let's see if I can get off of you over here, if I could even get something on. It never works on, uh, on Block Talk Radio, but I'll give it a shot. All right. Sabotage. This is Heroes from the Grave.
I forgive me, I mean, the band was Sabotage, but I played the Italian band, Sabotage, not the band. I forgot which one I uploaded. Uh, off the radio, 70, Grave, that was the title track. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight, for hanging around me. Carolyn Turner for a great interview. I had a good time talking to him. I had over to the blog spot. Download copy of tonight's uh, demolition segment demo with Magical Steel. It's the Radio 4 demo. You can uh, download it now. It's up. The band Manstrand, who was featured in our Sunday Night Spotlight, a great three-piece band, uh, bringing back the old-style rock in the vein of Deep Purple and Rainbow. Talking about our guest tonight. I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget this. I'm sorry. Next Sunday night, Paul Shortino of Rough Cut is our guest, and this. 12 o'clock, and it's time to fly Metal Church on the Metal Matinee. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. heavy metal anywhere blogtalkradio.com and heavy metal mayhem Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.